Hi, I'm Flicky Dennis, me, Alan Smith, with Weepuckley Stories of today's paper on Monday, October the 9th. So, um, managed to get back for our holidays okay, but um, uh, wishing we were still over in Portugal for it was uh, lovely and sunny every day, 28, 29, 30 degrees every single day. And then we got back here and it rained non stop since we got back on Saturday night, nearly not quite so bad today, but, uh, you know, folk were saying for Friday night up till. Well, Sunday night I came for a fact it was still running here in the kind of D's, hanging up at dawns, burst at banks, a side contour here as usual, and um, what the water are we? But, um, well, well, a very good time had by also uh, back until it again. And uh, unfortunately, between Portugal and here, I have lost my glasses, so um, I'm having to borrow my wife's glasses, so the writing is absolutely humongous, but don't know why, never mind, here we go. Um, it's front page today is we need to key in for failed on day my brother uh, deed. So this is um, so this is a, a, a grieving uh, wife he has demanded to Ken why justice officials will nay had a fatal accident inquiry into the murder of her beloved brother by a just released prisoner. Um, Alan Geddes uh, died at the hands of Stuart Quinn in December 2019. Uh, stabbed in his Rotherston Crescent who's in Aberdeen. Um, the um, money, um, Stuart Quinn, was said to have experienced uh, psychosis when he took drugs and had been freed from prison just hours earlier with no support accommodation uh, arranged. Uh, the Crown Office has, however, now concluded a fatal accident inquiry is not in the public interest despite an appeal from Mrs Geddes' family. Uh, her sister Sandra Geddes says they must know if it happened on the day my brother did that made the system fail. Uh, and she has asked if it could be more important to investigate than something as catastrophic as a life being teen violently. Uh, she says, how do we can improvements they have made will prevent tragedies like this happening again? So, well, um, as you can expect, very upset relatives, and you know, as you would be, but um, <coughs> maybe they'll get some answers uh, privately, but obviously they're going to be we had an accident inquiry, so that seems to be the end of it. But, uh, yeah, certainly can't blame my family for, for asking. Now, here's a Glencoe massacre, a coin hoard found by student in Digg. So, uh, this is a hoard of coins believed to have belonged to a Highland clan chief. that was murdered in a Glencoe massacre, it uh, was discovered under a fireplace during an archaeological dig. The 17th century hoard of 36 coins included international currency and was hidden uh, beneath the remains of a grand stone fireplace at a site which was believed to have been a hunting lodge or a feasting hall. The, uh, the site was associated with uh, Alistair uh, McLean MacDonald of Glencoe, that's a fair old name now, clan chief for 1646 to 1692, but was a victim of the massacre along with members of his family. Uh, the McDonald's took part in the first uh, Jacobite Rising in 1689 and were targeted in retribution with an estimated 82 clan members slaughtered on February 13th, um, including uh, McLean and his wife. Uh, artifacts discovered at the summer house of McLean included European pottery and silver and bronze coins dating from 1500s to 1680s during a Glasgow University dig in August. Uh, currency for the reigns of Elizabeth I, James VI and I, Charles I, uh, the Cromwellian Commonwealth, and Charles II, as well as France, uh, the Spanish Netherlands, and the Papal States, was found. Um, historians believe whoever buried the coins 
must have been massacred as they didn't come back for him. Oh, God almighty. That is unbelievable. So, um, the, you know, they just say this was like an ordinary, if it seems like an ordinary rural house, but it's a grand fireplace, impressive floor slabs, and exotic pottery imported from the Netherlands and Germany. And they've gathered up an amazing collection of coins in a little pot and beaded them under the fireplace. So we had many and they good in the inner end, but um, God, I mean, that's why back in 1692 they'd made money and fit the. I have this new, so uh, that is uh, the Peerall McDonald's for you. Um, plenty seller, a lot of them. Now, here, double top for City is Darts Stars Heat Back. So, Aberdeen's PJ Live Arena is getting ready to once again play host the Premier League Darts. And the sport is headed for the Granite City for an evening of top class action next year. And the popular event is expected to sell out. And the 2024 Premier League Dart season will be staged on Thursday nights from February until May. Um, as the sport's biggest names battle out for the coveted title, the spectacular show will roll into Aberdeen on May the 2nd, and Northeast Darts fans will see reigning champion Michael Van Gerwen defend his title against rivals likely to include current world champion Michael Smith and 2023 Premier League's runner-up Gerwen Price. Louis Stewart, the head of entertainment exhibitions and marketing at PNJ Live, said we're ready for Darts to return after some previous electrifying nights at PNJ Live. Uh, you can be sure the players are ready to give it their all in Aberdeen. Uh, bullseye in the 180 is plenty. <laughs> you would hope so. Tickets are going on sale on Thursday at uh, noon. Venue pre-sale tickets can be purchased on Wednesday. And for more information, if you're, if you're into your Darts, uh, you can get ahead of uh, pnjlive.com and that will be you but um, not really my, my cup of tea my friend it's just um, yet another sport that uh, it uh, looks easy but it's not so uh, I never had, I don't mind darts but it's uh, you know I don't think I'd buy heaps and heaps of money again and watch him doing it for sure when you think back years ago you said Jockey Wilson was a world champion I mean he come and played in Camden in places like that I mean and um I mean, God, he just would drunk a place dry right enough, but, um, you know, that lads were, uh, you know, they were nice for say they would play only way that um, they got a few quid and a few drums and they were quite happy. You know, maybe that was just jockey. God rest his soul. Now here's a fast for Balmoral, as a food and craft market is held in the Royal Estate. Uh, so Balmoral stays a massive art, craft, food and drink market at the weekend, and another sign that the King is opening up his Scottish retreat to the public for longer. It's the first time the state has held such a huge event out of season. Uh, near the castle, a purple-tinted village emerged, um, and with a, a continual deluge, it was a case of purple rain, um, or rather purple rain, R-E-I-G-N, as I would have a joke for the P&J there almost. Uh, anyway, Queen Camilla is believed to have viewed some of the fair before it opened to the public on Saturday. Uh, she and the King are biding at the Berkhal retreat on the estate. More than 80 producers took part with a wide range of exhibitors from near and far, all vying for attention and featuring a big island range of Scottish crafts, food and drink uh, proclaimed Balmoral. And thanked everybody for brave the weather. Um, so, uh, under the late Queen, Balmoral was open to the public only between April and July, but uh, now you can even book a group tour of her beloved pony stud at £480 plus a booking fee. <laughs> Cheapers. 
Um, you know, it costs uh, about three million pounds a year to run Balmoral, and about half the Deeside Estates' income uh, coming from tourism and commercial activities. So, well, there you go. Focus is plenty money. It can help to make more. Now here's a packed meeting on the cinema's future uh, as a box office smash. So uh, film fans were out in force last night to discuss the latest £2 million plans to revive Aberdeen's uh, beloved Belmont Cinema. Um, a year on for the venue's closure, couldn't be not beloved, a second public meeting was held to uh, offer an update on the efforts to give it a new lease of life. Uh, scores of folk gathered at the Cowdery Hall to learn when the Belmont might open its doors again. It comes after a city council decided to place the future of the venue in the hands of the recently formed Belmont Community Cinema Limited. The organization's members include former Belmont boss Dallas King and film buff Jacob Campbell. Uh, together we are cast at other local ex- experts with a love of cinema. <laughs> well, not good near me, anybody. Uh, they revealed the plan to reopen the venue by autumn, uh, autumn next year and run it as an independent, not-for-profit enterprise. Well, thank God, not-for-profit, because um, they didn't have to afford either. Um, although there's still a lot to do, campaigners feel inspired by the reaction the campaign has received so far. Uh, so the group believes the project will cost £2 million and plans to raise the sum through a combination of grants, corporate support and donations, with a, fundras- a fundraising campaign due to launch in the next couple of months. So, if you're never in, steer clear of Belmont Street. Um, it is hoped this will lead to a refurbishment starting next spring, with the venue opening in the autumn of 2024. Um, Mr. Campbell added the next part is making this happen and getting the lights back on. So, well, good luck with that. And then, um, <coughs> you know, if it shows um, decent films, then I would be maybe enticed back into it, I would say. You know, reasonably priced. Because um, there is some films you see advertised, it's like, you know, they're maybe kind of decent, maybe they half a popular. The, the big cinemas just didn't show up here, and you think, oh, that'd be not bad, but um, that's the kind of things that Belmont would probably build the show and get a, you know, get a puckle folk in to watch anyway. So um, we'll see. And um, <clears throat> hopefully they'll be maybe interested in hearing uh, some little bits of short bread or tablet or coconut ice as snacks. You never know. Now, just finish up with sport as normal. And the back page paper today is a VAR shadow over yet another game. So, Don's manager, Barry Robson, uh, was glad his players improved in the second half at their nil nil draw with St. Johnson yesterday. But the Petordi gaffer was left frustrated yet again by VAR overshadowing a fixture. So, well, um, by all accounts, it wasn't one of their better uh, uh, games when um, obviously they had a what well, was an own goal uh, at the end of the first half of Andy Conson in, but um, it was uh, VR said that uh, Duke was offside, so it was uh, scored off. But um, second half, a bit of better, well, accounts, but just uh, you know, very disappointing they were able to beat the bottom team, but um, that's just how it goes. So it makes a difference, and they're still sitting in the eighth now, and they could have been up to uh, fourth or fifth or something, but uh, well, well. Um, at least there's a, been an improvement the last two or three weeks. It's just a, a step back yesterday, but um, hopefully um, when I derail things, I'll have to get there. So uh, we can just hope for an ongoing improvement and uh, come on, everybody. Now, that's me done for the now. It's a wee puckly story. So it is Press and Journal on Monday, 9th October 2023. And um, 
Est Nick. Well, not too badly, I said it was certainly a good bit brighter and um, the sun was out for a wee while there, it wasn't, wasn't too bad at all, but certainly since we come back on Saturday night, it was just like 24 hours of, of rain, absolutely non-stop, and um, it had been for 24 hours before that, so um, certainly things is very, very uh, grim run about. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly seems to be improving, but I think there's more rain forecast, so it's uh, just going to to knock our things out together, I think. But anyway, thanks so much for listening to this podcast now. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure and tell a pal about it. And, um, you know, anybody that you think might like to listen to it, or uh, catch up the wee book list stories for the, the P&J in the northeast of Scotland, uh, tell them as uh, Doric Express is a place to be. And they can follow us on Spotify, then they'll never miss an episode. And they can, um, you know, while their, their time away, if they have plenty of time to spare, um, listen to the all episodes because there's plenty of them that's for sure so in the meantime thanks very much cheers now toodaloo